actually I'll, don't I'll think... also bring up backing into a parking spot. Like, why? Oh, I do that all the time. Okay. What um, are, are you robbing a bank? <laughs> do, you need, do you need a quick getaway? So hold on. I, the idea is like it's there. Just Sometimes it's out of necessity. It's not out of like needing to escape. I call... No, Bullshit. like so no, for no. a while, my, the place I was living. Sorry, I'll, I'll wrap this up because I know you have a point to make. No, I actually don't. I think for that this is for good reverse parking, going. like at my I, for a while, I lived in an apartment where the only way to get in front first was to do a three point turn. So I just figured if I'm going to do a three point turn, I might as well just back in because it's the exact same thing. And then when I'm pulling out, now I can just get out faster. But hold on, I, I know people who prefer to back in. I don't think backing in should be looked down upon. I don't understand your. I do prefer there. it. I, no, I, I try and be fair here. I feel like I've been Judge Judy a lot lately with this, but mm. I try and be fair. But I, I don't. I don't. So what's your qualm? You have. You have. You have the. My the my, my qualm is is I work at a university, and my qualm is. When I'm going down to find a parking spot and you already found one, now your dumb ass is going to back into it, causing my time. So it's 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 a time issue. Yeah. It's that it takes longer. Right, because okay. they're in front of you backing in. They're in front in. of me backing in, okay, doing okay. the three-point turn. So, I, mean, I mean, I understand or that. also, a lot of drivers are not good at parking. That's true. Well, so that, it may my... be a five to six-point turn. See, but I'm a fast... I'm like, listen, bitch. <laughs> that makes just sense. Just... Pull into the spot. That was my original issue, is that people suck at parking, but I guess if it's taking longer, I get that. But in general, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, with backing in. I so, prefer it. But 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 I would assume, Ryan, now that it's so ingrained in you, that when you pass people in a parking lot that are backed in, you roll your eyes a little bit. You go, oh, Who's absolutely. This Who's this guy? I even give him a look. <laughs> there There is like a... Uh, I, I, I give a give condescending a look. look I sure. hear this often, though, actually. I know a lot of people are just like, what the fuck are you That's doing? Right. Like, what is this? This isn't, you know, the Italian job. You're not, you know... <laughs> exactly. But that being said, I still prefer it that way. And there's something I like about walking up to my car and seeing it seeing the front as opposed to the back <laughs> it's kind of nice it's oh like my God. for whatever reason it's like aesthetically pleasing to me to be like oh there's the front of my car right there all right is uh i know we i know we're backing on 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 time is are the sounds good ryan are we oh, good yeah, with all we're, this we're, stuff? we're fine you got we're sounds. Rolling? We're i also have a qualm with you tyler okay we I may have been rolling for a while we're, we're an airing of me? grievances i think it is because yeah, i, think I know it's, it's festive we right have now. a lot of stuff to get to get going with this but yes ryan what's the qualm all right well uh on last week's Wednesday episode before I got in oh, your I seat. This is about. I know what this is about. <laughs> How are you going to say that I copy you yeah. for the 31 for 31? Oh, hey, interesting. Just Look. because, just, listen, there are millions of people that do the 31 for 31. No, it's no. not, it's, it's not because Tyler watches when it's no, Halloween. No, see, I see, watch all the Halloween episodes. That's where you're wrong. I patented I that. I, I, I am no, the first one didn't. to do it. No, I get the, oh I, I, I patented that. That is that that is absolutely my thing. I'm calling a uh, 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 49er. You stole that one from me. You stole that. You heard, yeah. That's a hundred percent. Yeah. Interesting. You, you don't think that's the case? No, I don't. I, I've been doing this for years. <laughs> I mean, if there's one thing <laughs> I, we also know, podcast that I broadcast. Like it. I no, remember as I a think kid, that, I think that you lifted that from me. As a yeah. kid on certain networks, they would play a different Halloween movie every day, and so like <laughs> that's not a thing that Tyler invented either. If we're being, and obviously you're not claiming that's to invent it, right? No, no, I invented I uh, a few things with you. that though. I, I I have a few twists that I patented. 
with that. Ah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I, I, it was you know kind of a cheap shot to do it while you weren't here. Let's be honest. That, that, no, no, no. I, I should have brought it back up when I he think got that's here. The biggest problem. I forgot that about I it. I forgot about it though. By the time he got here, it was a that's while. True. That's it true. Was yeah, a, yeah, it was a sucker. I, I would have brought it back up. <laughs> it was a sucker punch. That, let's just call it what it was. Okay. Well, here now that we can talk about it. Tyler's Draymond Green and I'm Jordan Poole. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, and I'm like, I'm not apologizing either after this. No, I, uh, I feel, I felt. Uh, now that we could be honest, you know. Uh, be, be real about this stuff. That's our feeling. Because this is getting real. I mean, for the audience out there, this is this is some real shit. Uh, I do feel like you stole that from me. I feel like it's totally lifted. And uh, I, I honestly, not only that, I feel like you owe me an apology. Like, I feel like it's the other way around. We're, we're going to go that far? <laughs> Dude, throw Ben Shapiro in his face, say facts, don't care about your feelings. <laughs> uh, no, but how is that going? How is your movie experience? So for those who don't know, Ryan is watching a movie every night, a Hollywood movie every night. How is, how's it going? You're 11 days, 11 movies deep. Yeah, yeah. so after uh, Hubie uh, last week, Hubie really kind of turned my mood around, mm-hmm. and then I went back into like the darker stuff, Yep. and uh, I'm I'm getting a little worn out, to be honest yeah, I mean, you. are you starting it, to peek behind bushes when you're walking? It's a lot. Are well, honestly- Staying inside at night, keeping a light on. And this is, this is not- Holiday in, right? We'll keep the light on for you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> don't don't say that uh, marketing doesn't work, huh? <laughs> um, honestly, it's it's been the sleep. Like I, I haven't been sleeping well, so I need to kind of lighten it up. Wait, you have bit. not been sleeping well? No, I haven't. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch Hocus Pocus or watch. Um, you know, let's see. What, what's like another good? Just like cheesy ones, like um, like Hocus Pocus is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, There's got to be like a Peanuts Halloween, right? Like, yes, uh, you yeah. could do that. Doing those, the Houses of Horror, yeah, have, have been good from the Simpsons. Yeah, for uh, sure. Just, Ooh, just, yeah, that's just like that, a yeah, palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah you so. need that. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's been good. Uh, like I said, okay, knocked out all the uh, Rob Zombie movies. Uh, doing the uh, the Michael Myers, the Halloweens. Mm. Nice. Um, but yeah, just not a big fan of those movies Spooky personally. Season. They're not for, good for two reasons. The whole like um, I'm running and he's just walking, but always catches up to me. Gets old, and then I've never liked Jamie Lee Curtis. There's just something very off putting really? about her for me. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm I, it's not like I hate her. Have I think she's a bad person. Yeah, and but like <laughs> that's a good one because of Arnold, not because of like that scene where she's like stripping. Oh, I, yeah. I think is disgusting. Really, she, she's like manly to me. She's like masculine. I don't know what it is, um, but you know, to each their own. Well, you don't like to stay regular. Apparently. You know what? <laughs> Shout out activity. I just love how Will always has a, a, a take on these actors. I didn't really even know who Jamie Lee. I was like, Jamie Lee Curtis. You didn't know who Jamie Lee Curtis. Come on. But well, she's I'm in not, the, the you know, yogurt I'm not good with actors' names. It, That's it, true. If the category sure actors' names Baywatch. comes up in Jeopardy, I'm, I'm not getting that right. No, yeah. she wasn't in Baywatch. There was a chick that looked like her in Baywatch. <laughs> oh, okay. But also not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think I know one more qualm though that Ryan's gonna have. Okay, because I think Ryan has a few qualms with you. With I'm me, not, yeah, I th- I think so. Uh, Very rarely, the area of grievances. Them, I know, I know, but but one of them was the Notre Dame jerseys, and you guys were uh, going to go out a little bit. Yeah. I did not and like so, the Notre Dame no, jerseys. It's last been week. one of the hottest topics in college football this yeah. week. Yeah, amongst it, the, it was trending. Yeah, I believe. It was, <laughs> it was um, trending. I just it was, it was not even. I liked the all whites. Like from far away, I loved the jerseys. The second they would zoom in. And the shoulders had like the whole Art Deco cathedral, you know, yeah, cathedral shit. I was just like, eh. It was like I don't like, um, I don't know. There's something about the design that seemed a little um, over the top. I liked everything except the. Uh, I felt like the what was that like? The, it looked like the state capitol. 
on that's there. the cathedral. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm that's, talking about. That's what I said on actually on my pod <laughs> on a uh, little plug, uh, uh, sports betting daily. Uh, on my podcast, I actually said I was like, look, if this is a religious thing, and I don't understand, <laughs> I'm sorry. Is. I'm not trying to be insensitive. <laughs> I promise. I don't want to go there, but uh, it kind of looks like the Colorado State Capitol. So that was what it was. It was <laughs> definitely, like definitely one of the worst things you could say about the Catholic Church. Um, no, is it really? So, no. Oh. <laughs> It just it just shows that you're not showing up on Sundays, brother. Uh, I mean, yeah, I have I have my yeah. my, my own religion. Look, there's beefs, but we're still here. We're back in the studio. Um, How obviously, was your trip? Can we, can we talk yeah, about so I, I was out of town. I missed the uh, the the recap pod. Uh, very, you know, sorry. But I, so I was in Indianapolis, my first time to uh, to the great state of Indiana. Was it? it was cool. It was not bad. Like I had never been there before. Didn't know what to expect. I don't think that. Um, Indianapolis like I had never heard anything about it good or bad and to me that's not really a good sign um, and I wouldn't say there's like a ton of great things to do there but I walked around downtown a little bit that was fun I got to go check out this museum uh, right by the the Indy uh, 500 you know track which was cool so was it a museum about the Indy 500 or was it like not an exactly art museum so it was, by the it, was it was not like a full museum it was basically like a like a factory where they make indie cars and okay. then like they had like some museum aspects of it of like uh of the history there okay. and i actually got to ride in like a kind of an indie car not like it not like a the one that's actually on the track but it has like two seats and it goes fast and you know and, and they were doing that so that was pretty cool so um, uh how fast it did did it uh go? oh i mean we're out we're literally on normal streets so like they're not going nuts um you have to sign a waiver and wear a helmet but like they're only probably <laughs> they're probably topping off at like you know, you know, ass. 50 miles an hour. But when you're okay. that low to the ground yeah. and like in an open wheel car, it feels like you're going really no, fast. No, that's cool. So that's awesome. That was cool. That's a cool experience. I got to see, um, I didn't go in, but I got to see Lucas Oil uh, Field or Lucas Oil Stadium. Okay. Uh, where, you know, the, the, the Colts play and where the Big Ten Championship game is. Yep. And I've only, I've seen obviously pictures of the outside and it looks really cool from the inside. However, when you just go by and see it, um, I'm not really a fan. So when it comes to like big indoor stadiums or arenas, I prefer to like when you look at it, it screams like this is a stadium. It looks like a giant Costco. It's like it's big. It's made of brick. It's not round. It doesn't look like a stadium or, or an arena. If it didn't have it printed on it, you would just be like, that's some big fucking steel factory or something like I don't like yeah. how it looks on the outside personally. Well, they, they also do the final four there, too. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, for or sure. March Madness, whatever, yeah. it, whatever. It exactly. Is. They, yeah. they have games there. I think just the fact that it's like a, a multi-purpose event center. Right. Like that's kind of like it's built that way. Even st- like, I don't know, like, it, just seeing it from the like, it's impressive how big it is, because, again, like having the uh, a big football stadium that can be fully indoors, it's going to be massive to begin with. Right. Yeah. Um, but like when you look at I mean, it seriously just looks like a giant like Sam's Club or Costco. Um, and, and so, but you could see it from all over the city, which is kind of cool. And so it was neat. Will with the hot stadium take. I, 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 like I, I do want to see a game on. there. Like, again, I'm sure from the inside, it's probably awesome. I yeah, like I, indoor. I've heard it's great. Yeah. But like, just like seeing it on the outside, I was just like, yeah, you know, okay. I don't know. Google it. Tell me it doesn't look like no, the biggest fucking Costco it. you've ever seen. It for sure. It's, uh, it's large. I do have a question though. Yeah. Now, did you listen to the last pod where I, where you guys left me all alone on an island like uh, Wilson? I have to admit. I did. I mean, I got in last night at like ten thirty. I haven't had any time. Okay, so, so I called I you. I, I called you out. Oh, so so this is where the airing of grievances yes. is coming from. It, it this continues. Is, <laughs> what, what, what did you call me out on? <laughs> and it continues. 
Uh, here we're gonna we're gonna now here. This is where it's gonna be interesting. What he says in person versus when I go back and listen, <laughs> and, and and how much softer, more delicately he he phrases things here. Uh, maybe I'll just bring it at you. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Michigan, yeah, played at Indiana this last weekend. Yes. Hmm. You were in the state of. Don't where? do it. Where were, were you, you really I was working, in Indiana, uh-huh. Exactly. Where were you at the night of the? I didn't leave. <laughs> I didn't leave until uh, until Sunday. Where morning were you the night day. of the eighth? Will I didn't fly into Indianapolis until Sunday morning, very early. I watched the Indiana alibi? game. From do you home. have an alibi? Why would I ever lie about that? That would be sweet to go see a game. <laughs> That's in not what I, I just asked. You had an alibi. It's I thought yes you no were going to accuse me of being too scared to wear like my Michigan gear in the Indian airport, which I was not. No, no. What I'm so, accusing you of. Is, uh, is lying about making up a work trip and saying <laughs> that you were going on a work trip and instead going and cheering on Michigan and what ended up being a closer game in the first half than a lot of people thought. Yeah, right? I was actually super nervous for that yeah. game. Again, watching but, but from you were my not, couch. You do, uh, so you do have an alibi. <laughs> he wasn't even, that, that was the thing that I didn't understand either is he was like, yeah, so I flew out on Sunday. I was like, I thought you were there the whole weekend. No, I was at yeah, like I didn't yeah. leave until early Sunday morning. Uh, I would have loved to have go see seen a game, you know, watch Michigan play at Indiana. Um, it's not. I, I don't think Bloomington's that far from Indianapolis, but was that was not my purpose. And uh, and so yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was cool to go out there. I would like to go out for a Big Ten championship game sometime soon. We'll see if you know maybe Michigan uh, can get there again. And we're going to kind of talk about that because we're going to give out our. Our playoff four later. Yes, we are. Our, our, what we project to to are to be the the final four teams. Yes, which we haven't really done yet this year, and we're into week seven. It's flying by. It's time My God. to do it. It's time to do it. It is time. Yeah, it's time. I can't so, believe we're like we're, we're, we're almost halfway through. I know it goes it goes by so fast. So we have our best bets. Uh, Tyler's got a a guess the coach um, a uh, segment yes. coming up. We're doing contender pretender, and then we're giving out our final four. Um, Tyler will. Yeah. What's happening? No, I have one more thing to add. Quickly, oh, okay. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, point, I pointed at him right before he did that. Yeah. Real quickly. Pretty aggressive with the finger point. I was real aggressive. Uh, PowerPoint. for an audio media. PowerPoint. I know. All right. So uh, last <laughs> thing here. We talked a few weeks ago about, uh, I was just doing my impressions, like my, my accents. I've been doing a lot of my accents. I'm like, oh, the accent compared to my <laughs> British accent, like the, the differences. And uh, we, we, it was a few weeks ago we were asking where, where the listeners were coming from. Mm-hmm. If we had listeners in like Alaska or something like that. So- we have listeners in, in these co- these uh, following places: Juno, Alaska. So no yes, shit. the answer is yes. We have Shout a listener out in Alaska. Juno. At least Anchorage? one listener in Alaska. Uh, no, I didn't see any in Anchorage. Actually. Oh and come on, Anchorage where are you at, Anchorage? But these other places. Okay, so the answer to your question: Yes, Alaska, uh, Moscow, Russia, uh, <laughs> wow. Tokyo, uh, Perth, and Sydney, Australia. Konnichiwa. S- yep, Singapore, uh, uh, <laughs> Mexico, Canada, a ton in Europe, Berlin. <laughs> Isn't that cool? That Germany? is cool. Yeah. I mean, and it's just, it's just a all here. They there. have to be expats, right? There has to be like a couple people that have jobs that like move to fucking Tokyo. That like I I know personally, if I all of a sudden had to take a job in Russia, uh, you know, I'd find any way to get you know my college football. That's a hundred percent what I think it is, and that's yes. the best way to do it because again, or you people can, accidentally you can listen it. back. <laughs> but like that would be brutal. Like when I was in Italy, I, I remember there was a an NBA playoff game I wanted to watch. And like the idea of being that many time zones off to watch college football would just be a disaster. It would be I'd have to adjust my yeah. whole life schedule, yeah, to find a way suck. to make it work. But um, I mean, well, isn't it like uh, nine hours from where we live to the the Britain area? 
And a little uh, like ten, ten to Paris. No, it's more like eight. Eight. Um, yeah, seven or eight. Um, so that's. But yeah, as you get further, but yeah, I mean, if you're in Russia, so that's the next they're like morning. Full twelve hours ahead. They, they're getting Pac-12 football in the morning. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Pac-12 after dark is like their lunchtime. But there's a lot of Pac-12 fans out there. Interesting. Yeah. A lot of Pac-12 fans in Russia. <laughs> yep, no doubt. It's really big over there. Pac-12 and that's, brunch. That's the that's the, that's what the Pac-12 is going to do when they lose their teams. They're going to go get Moscow University to come join the Pac-12. It's going to be great. Well, they have fans. All right, that's great. All right, so uh, what, what, what's, uh, let, let's get this going. I'm ready for today's show. Yeah. We got some big games this weekend. Oh, I'm pumped. I, we really do have some big games, and we're not going to break down like tw- like 12 this time. We're really just going to focus on the big ones. The big ones. On the big ones. That's my Norwegian accent. <laughs> it sounds, sounds no. a little more just like German than Norwegian. Uh-huh. Okay. But I mean, German, Scan- Scandinavian, that kind of area, it works. Yeah. You, you, you sound like it's someone regional. who eats frankfurters. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, I love the frankfurters. Hey, I'll take a soft pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's your pretzel. It's your if you're over there. Um, okay. What do you want to start with? Guess the coach or contender pretender? <sighs> Let's just get into guess the coach. You okay. know, uh, so we explain got how audio. this is going to work. Yeah. So it's simple. It's from a press conference from uh, the, the the last week. And actually, one of them's a little different, but we'll get there. So it's simple. Listen to the audio. It's about 10 to 12 seconds for each coach. Yep. And guess the coach. Ryan does not know the coaches either. They are not labeled on the board. So, Ryan, take it away. Let's guess the uh, first coach. Yes, I don't know these coaches, and I'm sorry for the listeners if I blow your ears out. But uh, here we go. Uh, 91 is the same thing. I mean, he's a hard guy to move, hard guy to run the ball on. Looks like they're probably getting zero back. He's an outstanding player, twitchy guy inside, and they got three or four guys at end that can all get after the quarterback. Who is that coach? Every coach in Name. NCAA. Go- no, it you know sounds what? so familiar. I actually was thinking, I was like, is this going to be harder than I thought, or is this going to be mean, easier? That's pretty tough. I, I'm usually pretty good with voices. Um, I'm, I'm just going to take a guess. That's Billy Napier. Okay. Ryan? I mean, I'm struggling even to pull up a name here. Um, I'll go... This is going to be harder than I thought. You're not going to... I mean... And you're, you're just, is it Sark? It's not. It, that was Dabo. Oh, that yeah. was Dabo? That I was thought Dabo. it was more... Play again. I, th- I thought yeah, Dabo was more again. Southern. <laughs> Uh, 91 is the same thing. I mean, he's a hard guy to move, hard guy to run the ball on. Well, Looks like they're probably getting zero back. He's an outstanding player, twitchy guy Dabo inside. has a and southern they, accent, but I always felt like his pitch was a little higher than that. Like, that sounds a little I more just thought like it was, calm. That's I like, thought it was thicker that's southern. That's like Dabo that's, on, like, a Xanax. Because yeah. Dab, Dabo was on my mind, but... These aren't specific. Some are after the game press conferences. Some are midweek. Right. And so you catch these coaches at different different tones, different sure. you know times. So well, that's his Dabo. voice is, it could be blown out. You know, well, if you guys didn't know Dabo, let's you haven't you know uh, manipulated any of these sounds. No, 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 you? not at all. Not at all. All right, here's number two. Um, you know, played played well in the first half. Still, you know, left some some plays out there that you know, had opportunities for explosives. Um, you know, had opportunities to, to to put more points on the board. Mm. Chip Kelly. You, you, no, Josh Heupel. That was Mike Norvell. No shit. Yes, these Nardo. are all Power Five coaches. Yes. Yes, all Power Five coaches. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah, they, they, these are all, all like uh, notable coaches. All right, uh, let's get to uh, coach number three. Sometimes it's not always the same guy all the time. Oh, Guys take that. a turn. You know, if one guy takes a turn and one guy takes a turn, and then all of a sudden, you know, it can mess up a drive, and that's just the way football is. It's very. It's the ultimate team game. Jimbo. That's Jimbo. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah, Jimbo. Yep. All right, so this His next is very one, distinct. this next one's actually a little longer, and this is not a press conference. It's uh, kind of like an inside look about a coach 
talking about a play. Okay. So it's like a play breakdown from a coach. And uh, it's a little longer, like 25 or so seconds. But uh, guess this coach. This is the play. This is the play. Okay. <laughs> the quarterback. Two receivers lined up to the left. One to the right. There's a flanker lined up to the left behind the quarterback. Oh, okay. now, he gives the ball. No, he doesn't. He doesn't get the ball. The receiver goes all the way over there to the left. Now, once the quarterback has the ball, he fakes to the left. No. Fakes the fake. He fakes to the right. He doesn't fake. Uh, guess the coach. Oh, Henry Winkler, man, the yeah. goat, yeah. the absolute Co- goat. Coach Klein. I yeah. love, yeah. I yeah. love Henry. Winkler. I couldn't remember yeah. his name. Yeah, that's Coach Klein Guy from the Water Funniest Boy. motherfuckers yeah, alive. So I uh, <laughs> thought I'd throw that one. I love that. All right, one more. We got uh, Coach Five. Um, and made a lot of big plays, uh, certainly defensively. Um, you know, I thought our special teams really stepped up tonight. I thought that was a that we really challenged our guys. We were we were good on kickoff. We were good on on. Um, all right. And if you guys need a hint, let me know. Yeah, I want a hint with All this right, one. Pac-12. It's a Pac-12 coach. Listen. Brian Kelly. Oh, Lincoln Riley. Yeah, yes, Lincoln Riley. Ah, there we yes. go. Yeah. Brian Kelly's not you a... You meant Chip uh, Kelly, I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, Chip Kelly. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ch- Chip sounds softer. Chip sounds like that guy from Family Guy, kind of. <laughs> Does Chip have a southern accent? I don't know. That was just what I, that's what I pictured. <laughs> that was good. Like, that was hard. A lot of those guys kind of sound the uh, same, I'm realizing. Yeah, yeah, it's too. Yeah. You, uh, you couldn't have just thrown a, a Coach O in there to just give us, you know, <laughs> throw us a bone. Yeah, no Coach O, no, no Coach O. <laughs> I love that. Yes. All right. Uh, should we do a contender pretender? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, uh, I mean, this is the perfect time of the year to do all, uh, both contender pretender, and then pick the final four because we've seen enough and we got enough data points to kind of have a grasp on a lot of these teams who they are. Now, not everyone has played a, a top. 10 team, right? So we still need to, to figure out some about teams. That's why this is fun. So we know enough about teams, but we don't have all the information. So now's the perfect time to uh, pick our final four, which we're going to do in like 10 minutes, but also to play pretender contender. All right. So quick, it's easy. Just, uh, and this is to make the playoffs. So, okay. so are they a contender or a pretender to make the final four? Uh, Penn state. What do you think? Pretender. Pretender. Agreed. All right, they're close though. I mean, seriously, I, I, I they, I think Is it they have because of Clifford. You think if they had like an if, if no, Bryce Young were I, I kind of like Clifford. I, it's for me, it's I don't really trust James Franklin, and t- to me, I don't see them as being good enough to be both Michigan and Ohio State. I think they might get one of them. They might, they probably won't get two. Yeah, that's where I'm coming from. All right, uh, Oklahoma State, uh, uh, pretender. And it's for me. It's they're at it's, TCU this for week. Me, we'll it's, break down that it's game about Spencer week. Sanders. Um, I think he's really good, but he's not. I don't think he's enough. And to me, Oklahoma State is like kind of one of those teams that can be really good and will slip up somewhere. And I could see you know this game being. I just don't see them going twelve and zero. Yeah, agreed. Or thirteen and zero for that matter. I think Oklahoma State just um, they're good. I just don't think they're that good. Okay. Uh, next, Tennessee contender. Yeah, Ooh, big time contender. So. Uh, even if they lose to Alabama, would they be a contender this week? Yeah, uh, yes, because even if they lose to Alabama, all they have to do is beat Georgia, and then they they're in the SEC champion. If they, assuming they run the table, if they beat Georgia and they win the SEC uh, East, then they have a chance again at either playing Bama or you know most likely Bama at this point, but um, at a, a shot at redemption. And with what we've seen, Georgia having some struggles, you know, a little bit. Um, take that with a grain of salt. It's not like they're bad. Obviously, they're like one of the best teams in the country, but. They look susceptible at times, and to me, Tennessee has the firepower to play with anybody. 
Yeah, I'm going to say I think it's a little bit too tall of a task to beat both Bama and Georgia. But if it happened, I wouldn't be surprised. So I'm going to go pretender, but won't be surprised if, if, if they are contender. I just wonder about the coaching staff. Like, is the coaching staff ready to take that next step? Yeah. That's my question with Tennessee. Uh, and then USC, last team. They are contenders to make the playoff. 100%. Just because they're in the Pac-12? Yeah, because I think they can go 12. If they win this game at, at, at Utah, which is a tall task, but if they do that, they have a very good chance of going 12-0 and and then winning the Pac-12, and then they're in. I don't think they're contenders for the national championship game, but or, or for the national championship, but to make the playoffs, absolutely. Ryan? Yeah, I'll agree. USC's I think so, contender. too. Yeah, I, th- I think USC, everything's about this weekend. That's why they're going to be up for it, but... Uh, you know, we'll we'll break that game down here in a sec. All right, so uh, there you go, contender pretender. How about that? I love it. All right, I boom. love it. Boom. All right, so should we do the, the top four, final four? Yeah, I've got mine uh, teed up, and I think that there's going to be some fun, some fun uh, action in there to see where, what well, you guys a, have. It's a playoff four. Okay. By the way, uh, for anyone out there, if you're looking for uh, like a new, refreshing kind of <laughs> ginger ale, I don't recommend. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'm actually, it's called Spectacular. Shout out to one of our non-sponsors. Yeah, non-sponsor, uh, Spectacular Ginger Ale. It's made in Brooklyn. You'd say it's not spectacular then. Well, actually, Hey, but actually, if they want to sponsor the show, it's great. <laughs> but here's the thing, actually. Is yeah, we can be both. It is kind of refreshing, but if you love ginger, it's way too gingery. Well, so but it's like rigging To me, that, that's how you know it's like natural, right? It is. It is out natural. It would probably make a good like Moscow Mule or, you know, a, a good mix of something that needs ginger ale And I keep it. drinking it. Like, I keep going back to it. So mm. that's got to say something also. It's well, it's, not like that a, bad. it's like a sour candy type thing. It's like it's sour, oh, but I you're kind of candy. satisfied There's by it. There's not a better type of candy than sour. Like, I'll take my peanut butter chocolate. I'll take my, my licorice or any of that. But sour, chewy candy is the best. So you like sour gummies. Sour gummies, yes. See, I like gummies in general. And if you haven't had them, the Albanese gummy bears are the best. They're the best gummy bears or gummy products in that general or, or, or in general, uh, like by far. They're the sweetest softest like everyone okay. thinks I'm, I'm not joking they are the best gummy bears ever so I, i'm probably not to the level i haven't experienced a whole lot of gummy bears but i'm I gonna agree. bring some i had to, to type guys. it no, no i had to type it into uh google i have had these i bought them at the airport yeah had these at the airport yeah yeah I, i'm into those always like super soft they have a ton of flavors yeah the flavors They're are really amazing. good amazing i i agree sour patch berries okay uh well that, that's hands down. berries yeah yeah so the berries flavor Oh, so they're okay. not like regular. They are. They look they're like regular sour patch kids. Yeah, they're still okay. sour patch kids, but they're the berries. See, flavor. I, I like. The, but I, my thing with mm. the berries ones is you can strain yourself to just a few flavors. Like it's strawberry, raspberry, uh, and then there's like one other kind of like generic berry. But like there's a, like the tropical ones. Tropicals have like five flavors. Uh, tropicals ra- trash, dude. No, I love no, tropicals. I, hard. I love tropicals. Tropical anything. Is yeah, delicious. yeah. I'm a, I'm a fan ah. of the tropicals. And then the the normal ones usually at least get orange. Uh, cherry, lemon, maybe like a grape. Like there's a blue raspberry, blue raspberry. So you get that. The best I like the variety. Basket. Didn't we find out one time that the mystery airhead? I thought it was just blue raspberry, but you discovered that it actually is a mystery, and it's different every time. 
Or, or you know how there's like the the white I, I, Airhead is like a mystery right, flavor. I I think that it's not like a specific flavor. It's like a oh my god! It's called leftovers. The company takes whatever flavors are left over. No, and rather than throw way. them out, they mix them together to get a mystery flavor. The resulting flavor completely it's relies the hot on what dog flavor. of Airheads. Yeah. The, <laughs> the resulting flavor completely relies on what flavors they previously made but couldn't use enough of in a complete batch. Okay, so it is different every time, but it's, it's just a it's time. a mishmash. Yeah, it's a smorgasbord. You know what it is? It's like a uh, it's a jambalaya of uh, of airhead flavors. You know, I need to make jambalaya soon. It's been too long. I like a good jambalaya. Oh sure, shout yeah. out Coach O again. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Playoff four. So who wants to start? Just give their their top. I can start. This is what who we think is going to make the playoff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe we can do like an fun scoring system and and do it for like some like reward or something. Um. Bat board. No, because Ryan's, <laughs> Ryan's involved here. And, and uh, by the way, I, I, but before we do that, I, I brought up the bet board. We tied. We went one and one in a push yeah. on the bet board. So I'm still. He up. didn't listen to the last show. Well, I told you I didn't listen, but I just wanted to confirm. <laughs> um, At least he's honest, it, folks. It's, it's, it's six, six, and six to five with one push. Yeah. So I'm still. I mean, the fact that I'm leading the bet board through six weeks, I'm fe- I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good. Yeah, you should be, Will. I know. You're, I'm not you're dialed in this year. I, I have. Go. I got a real chance now. It's not like uh, I'm not getting destroyed like last year. No, you got a chance around the turn, and they're coming around the turn. And uh, look, it doesn't matter. As long as one of us is within five games come bowl season, five's got a chance. Five, five's a lot, but if I'm within two or three, I'll feel, yeah, I'll feel good. Yeah, five is a lot, actually, bowl season. Two or three is probably. But, it, but, but bowl season, one of us usually turns it on. Yeah, you know? that's, that's a good point. Uh, one of us is the mystery flavor. All right, so my <laughs> my uh, final four. Uh, should we just do like you get four points for one, three points for two, like the reverse order for points? Well, but oh, I right. see. So so you get, but like yeah. Well, at the end of the year, we're just gonna count up who got the most points. Uh, yeah, we gotta find a way to score this. <laughs> I feel like it should count for a bet board. Well, how does Ryan get involved? Ryan gets a bet board victory. <laughs> it's kind of unofficial for only. him. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I, we, I mean, what, so, or, or whatever. We we still rank points. So whoever. So how do we judge this though? How, okay. How about this? Actually, I'll change it up. The the person with the least amount of points brings food for the for the other two. No, I got it. <laughs> whoever loses next year for our combine, you have to run the forty in scuba flippers. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> I'm not going to blow out my ACL because of, because of that shit. Listen, I ran it in tennis shoes and I almost killed myself this year. Exactly. So. <laughs> Thank you for proving my point. I don't want you to, to, uh, to you no, know. I'm good with the reverse uh, point system. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, 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 for, for sure. But but so uh, we'll do it for a, or you know what we should do? We should uh, do a, the dartboard, which we talked about for a while. And we'll do like different like like uh, things to do. So we'll do a dartboard. We'll figure it. We'll figure it like out later. Punishments. Yeah, yeah, okay. something like that. Okay. All right. So uh, and we'll do the point system to determine who we do. Jesus, we figured that one out. Wow. All right. On the fly, guys. On the fly. Yeah, yeah. Listening to timely. our brains working <laughs> in live live right. time. Uh, number one, I have Ohio State. Uh, I think Ohio State will finish number one. Number two. Offended. I've got Georgia number two. Uh, number three, I have USC. And I purely think that's the because Trojans. they're going to finish undefeated. And then four, I can't decide still. So I want to talk to you guys because you clearly have incentive to help me. Uh, Michigan or Clemson, right? Because Clemson, their schedule, as long as they win the ACC championship, they're going to be undefeated. How do you leave out Clemson undefeated with Dabo and their history? You don't. You don't. And so that's why I think you can't leave Clemson out. But Michigan, 
if they lose to Ohio State, I think they'd still make it if it's a close mm. game. And Ohio State is the number it one. It has to seed. be a close game. This is and this is predicated on Ohio State still being the one seed, right? They lost a very close game. It's at Ohio State this year, right? Too uh, will it is. It's yeah, in so close game at Columbus to the to the one seed. I think Michigan would still deserve mm. a shot, but. At that it's point, interesting because you, know, you look at, at at Clemson's remaining schedule. I mean, they have some some tough games. They have to play Syracuse. They play at Florida State this weekend, um, or excuse me, next. Or yeah, that is this weekend. Uh, they play at Notre Dame. But some of the last games, you know, might have been better games if it wasn't for the fact that South Carolina is not great. Miami's having a horrible year. Uh, Louisville. So the strength of schedule may not be great, but there's probably a good chance Clemson is undefeated at the end of the year. Right, but I think if you look at USC, well, whatever, we'll talk about that later. But um, I'm going to go Clemson there, unfortunately. You know, I think that, unfortunately for you, you're a Michigan fan, for those who don't know, Will is. Uh, I think Clemson probably, no, you know what? Screw it. (laughs) You don't have to do it for my sake. I just, I'm so back and forth on this, but I'm not doing it for your sake, honestly. I'm doing it because... I think Clemson has a chance to lose a game. Like, I don't think Clemson's that elite like they have been. And I have questions about that D-line. So I want to – you went you went OSU, Georgia. USC. USC. And then uh, now you're going Michigan. I want to ta- take a twofer. I want to implement a rule where uh, – No. Can- <laughs> is it Clemson or is it Michigan? It's going to be uh, – it's going to be Michigan. Dabo or Harbaugh? It's going to be Harbaugh. Interesting. Okay, fair enough. And just because I think Clemson's got a chance to slip up somewhere. You yeah, know? I mean, like the, the the Syracuse game will be very difficult for them. Louisville they got should an ACC be championship. Easy. So if Michigan loses to Ohio State, which I think will happen close, Ohio State goes to the Big Ten championship game. Mm. Michigan's watching that weekend. Clemson might lose that game. Interesting. And then there will be the discussion, was Clemson a loss enough to knock him back behind Michigan? And I'm banking on the, the answer being yes. So Okay, fair enough. Smitty? Your four, Ryan. What do you got? Uh, this is a tough one. Um, I got Ohio State um, as as the one seed. Uh, Thought we were friends. Well, listen. (laughs) uh, There are more qualms. I want to get to more qualms. (laughs) So when when I set this list, I I didn't see the conference championships uh, in the way. So my original list was Ohio State 1, Alabama 2, 3, USC, and 4. I was going to go with Tennessee, but Tennessee is going to have to play. So you have USC 3 also. I thought I was going out on a limb there. No, I, I just don't think USC is going to lose, honestly. I don't know who they're who they're going to lose to. Uh, it would be this week at Utah, likely. That would be the loss. That, you know, they I got mean, through. But, but I don't think. Or UCLA. Yeah, UCLA is good right UCLA is very, oh, very yeah. much a, UCLA is looking is good. But, but listen, and they but destroyed listen, USC the last case year. For, the, the case for three is, and, and, and I know Will's going, you know what? No, we need to let Will go before we discuss no, this. No, no, no. Well, we haven't even heard Smitty's four yet. Yeah, but this is for a bet board. He was talking about what, I know, but Smitty was like, this is my initial four. I want to hear his four. All right, Ryan, let's get to your fourth. Yeah, so stalling. So I've got so my, my four. fourth was Tennessee, but they're gonna have to play Alabama again. Yeah. Right. In if, in the SEC championship. Right. So with that said, I'll go Ohio State one, Alabama two, USC three, Clemson four. Okay, Ville, what do you say, Ville? Clemson four. Okay, here's mine. Ville, what is I'm going, I'm going Georgia one. I think they're going to go undefeated. I think that especially having Tennessee at home uh, will be a big deal, and I think that they're good enough to to beat 
um, Alabama in the in the SC championship game. I love it. Um, and I think that even if Alabama were, well, I mean, I don't know. That's a whole other thing. I think that Alabama has a chance at at losing one even before they get there, um, and they would be a two loss team. Um, number two, I have Ohio State. I, uh, I mean, look, I really my heart wants me to put Michigan in there, and I really think that's going to be a close game. Yeah, and that, that was a tough one. Um, but right now, I look at some of Michigan's weak points on defense and what they've shown against certain teams. Like they've been good about keeping teams out of the end zone. But like they've given up some yards through the air, and like Indiana was like marching on them in that in that first half and really tearing them up, and that worries me a little bit for Ohio State, especially I, Michigan's pass rush is going to have to really step it up if they want to have a chance to win that game. So I'm going Ohio State number two, Clemson number three. I do believe they're going to be undefeated, um, and they won't get left out. Number four, I'm going with Texas. The wow. Longhorns. Oh, Ryan, do you have the hot take button ready? Because wow. that is so. Crazy. They're only they are a two loss team right now. But here's the thing: the one lo- the one loss was against Alabama, where Quinn Ewers got knocked out, and they probably win that game without him. Yeah, they lose at uh, Texas Tech again in overtime without Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers comes back, and yeah, they blew out Oklahoma, who was not very good. I think if they win out and win the Big Twelve, which they can do at this point, I mean, if they beat. TCU and if they beat Oklahoma State and they just take care of business moving forward and they are a they are a completely different team with Quinn Ewers than without him so if he stays healthy I see that happening I think the Pac-12 will eat itself I think that USC will probably lose somewhere along the way um and I I ultimately I think that um like a if Texas goes on a run and just wins out the momentum of them and everyone will say Hey, they didn't have Quinn Ewers for those two losses, and even right. if it's a the, the real challenge at that no, point I love would be that. would be if Alabama is a one loss team and only lost to Georgia, do you pick Alabama or do you pick Texas? But here's the thing: we will have watched you know Alabama lose recently. We, at that point, we would have watched Texas win. Um, I it, this is definitely like hot take. It's a bit of a reach, um, but I think that again, even over a one loss Michigan, if Michigan just loses to Ohio State, I think that having that. That lost Alabama be only because you know again Ewers was out. Um, I think that people will. I think there's a real chance. So I'm putting Texas four. No, so I love that. I mean, right now there's uh, if they were close and the, and the committee had or any reason to put them in, they totally would. For sure, like, that's Texas the other thing it. too, right? Like the brand, the brand is real, and yeah. you can say whatever you want, but like the committee will always consider ratings and and branding and the and the success of the playoff and getting people to watch and having Georgia versus Texas and Ohio state versus Clemson and those matchups, I think would be, I mean, people would, would shit their pants over that. All right. So the USC thing for me is I think if they win this week at Utah, which is going to be a tough game, right? Like that's going to be a tough game at Utah. And then they go at UCLA, which is not really an away game at all. Maybe a home game. Um, you know, like in, in terms of like the crowd and stuff, They'll be in the away locker room, though, but that's about it. So besides that, I think what that means is good wins on the resume. And even if you compare that to a team like Clemson, right, and, and if both teams are undefeated, but that's a big if because, you know, I've obviously I have a little more optimism with USC than Will does. But you're looking at a schedule where I think Washington State, potentially Oregon State, could end up being around that top 25. Uh, Utah will be ranked. UCLA will for sure be ranked. Notre Dame might even be ranked. And yeah, they end the season against Notre Dame. So if they do end undefeated, they're 
absolutely going to have those wins. So it's not like everyone's going to say, oh, it's a Pac-12 team. Oh, for sure. You know, amount. So they're going to have wins to look at on the record if they do go undefeated. Yeah, and if they go undefeated and it was down to them and a two-loss Texas team, it's going to be USC for sure. I just yeah. think that there's probably a good likelihood that whether it be UCLA or this weekend with Utah or, or some kind of slip up along the way, because even though USC looks really good, they're certainly not like a they, – they don't look elite yet, and they look like they have holes – um, and a lot of their games are kind of coming down to close decisions. And we know about like the crazy, you know, they're plus like a billion on the turnover scale, which uh, usually it doesn't continue that way for the whole length of the season. So yeah, it's a stretch. I know putting Texas there, but I actually feel like, no, I like it. what you see with Ewers at quarterback. I think there's a really good chance they run the table. And at that point they have a legit shot to make the playoff. They're going to need some help though. Boomer sooner. Um, we have one, two, three. We have only six games to break down. But these are all really big matchups. Um, I'm so excited. And we start off in the big, the, the biggest Big Ten matchup of the weekend, Penn State at Michigan. Currently, uh, Michigan a seven-point home favorite here. Um, this game, it's as a Michigan fan, it scares the shit out of me because Penn State, <laughs> um, Penn State has been – I mean, they've kind of been up and down, but they've shown just like a toughness and a resiliency this year. Like they're winning games. Sean Clifford um, – He's not like uh, he's not the quarterback that you want to have him drop back and throw the ball forty times, but like he is a he doesn't he's a no he doesn't and he's a legit playmaker. They're committed to the run game. They have like three really good running backs and a solid offensive line, and they've proven they can run on basically everyone they've played so far. And they're coming off a bye week, and that's a big deal. Uh, they, they were resting. Yeah, up. the 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 bye week is huge for sure. And so seven points seems like a lot, especially seeing how. Michigan struggled at Indiana last week, especially early. Now, eventually they won by 20 points. They didn't cover the spread fully, but in, to cover that basically, I think they went and tied at halftime. Yeah, so, it, it was a lot closer than the, than the score. For sure. And, and But also, like historically, you look at Michigan's games at Indiana, it's usually a place that they don't play well. Sure. That's just kind of how those Michigan-Indiana games go for whatever reason. Every time it happens, I'm, I'm freaking out in the first half like Michigan's going to lose, <laughs> and they usually end up winning by about 20 points. And so... Um, I don't know. I mean, I think Harbaugh has done really well against James Franklin teams um, so far. You know, most of the wins uh, that have come for either team here have been at home. It's pretty rare when when uh, when James Franklin wins at the Big House when Harbaugh wins uh, at at uh, Penn State uh, at Beaver Stadium. And, and last year, Michigan was able to do that, but it was a I mean, it was a rock fight. It came down to like the last drive of the game, essentially. Um, I'm afraid that seven points is too much here. I think I'm leaning Michigan because ultimately I think that Michigan's defense will be able to slow down uh, the Penn State offense. And even still, like we've seen Michigan kind of struggle, and it's actually mostly been because of the offense. And they have all this talent. But to me, again, like it, it kind of feels like if they play a game where everyone plays well, they could score a lot of points. And so I, I think I'm leaning Michigan minus seven here, but I'm a little nervous. I want to hear what, what kind of how you're breaking this down, Tyler. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the question is – if they can get margin. You right. mentioned last week against Indiana. I don't think that's anything to worry about. They they had uh, six possessions in the first half. Yeah. One of them touched down, a couple punts, missed field goal, missed opportunities. So, I mean, they were feeling out Indiana, but the total yardage at the end of that game, I mean, 469 total yards for Michigan, 222 for Indiana. Right. You know, 26 Ooh. first downs to 21. I mean, Michigan held the ball for almost 38 minutes. Yeah. So they controlled that game. I think at the end of 60 minutes, we can walk away saying Harbaugh did what he needed to, 21 nothing in the second half. So I wouldn't worry about that, but you can't have those slow starts against teams like Penn State, especially if you're going to cover 
the seven points. And I mean, I, I like Michigan. Obviously, I think they're elite. I have them the fourth overall in my rankings, 23 and a half points better than average. Uh, I've got Penn State, uh, 18 points better than average. So ninth overall. So it's a kind of a drop off from fourth to ninth. Yeah. But that's, I mean, you know, five and a half points. So that's right around where their rankings are currently, too. Yeah, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. And the AP, by the way, doesn't get a lot right. The easier, the, the closer you get to one, the right. easier it is to get those rankings right. You know, everyone gets it, it's it's the, the further away where it gets kind of mm-hmm. funny with the AP. But either way, um, that is where they are are ranked with the AP. And uh, you know, having said that, I think that seven is about right. I mean, it seems you know if there's one and a half points for home field, which I think that's fair for this game, maybe two. You know, and you're going through that important seven number, so you got to be careful. But what I see here is Michigan elite offensive and defensive. Uh, in a lot of their advanced rankings, their FEI, but Penn State elite defense with an offense capable of being great, but they're just not consistent. And I do have questions about about Clifford. Like you mentioned, he doesn't want to drop back a lot. Maybe Michigan st- can stop the run enough to force them into those passing situations. I'm not so sure, but I trust Michigan's defense to be able to do that over the long run. Um, Penn State does have like great advanced defensive metrics, but still allowing what 340 a game, tougher schedule than Michigan. Yeah. So they've had the those games, except I don't know. You look at Michigan, Maryland was tough, and Maryland took them. What it was thirty four twenty seven, but Michigan was minus seventeen. Yep. And you look at Penn State's toughest game. I'd say that was uh, Purdue. They were three and a half point favorites, one by four. So in terms of expectation, obviously, you know, Michigan really not looking great when they were supposed to. Penn Penn State did. So yep. both teams look elite. I really don't have any one specific direction. I'd probably lean Michigan at home. I think they could make a statement this game and, and, and pull away. And I don't trust Penn State in like in like a shootout. So uh you know, I'd lean Michigan, but I don't really have a strong take on this game. Yeah, the only thing that like potentially um concerns me is Michigan's starting right tackle went down last week. I, I'm not sure that I've seen an official word on what his injury is, but it looked bad. It looked like uh like probably like a season ending type thing. Um they're pretty deep at the offensive line, which is good. The guy that's coming in to fill in for him played a lot last year. So it's not like you're seconds, it's not like you're bringing in a freshman. Um but like Penn State's defense hasn't been like incredible at creating a pass rush. They do have like Donnie Dennis Sutton is the defensive end. He's got three sacks and so to me like He's a guy that if if he's matched up with with the backup, uh, who I believe is Carson Barnhart uh, at right tackle, um, that could potentially be like a dangerous spot. But I think that just having Michigan at home here is is the biggest deciding factor. And I do ultimately trust Jim Harbaugh more than I trust James Franklin when it comes to like coaching decisions and 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 making the right calls in order to get you know a win late. Sure. And, and so I have a question for you, Will. As a Michigan fan, would you say that? While they are few, the struggles that Michigan has had offensively, would you attribute it to quarterback play? It's tricky because, like, you look at J.J. McCarthy's stats and he's, like, he's insanely accurate. His, like, accurate – I mean, his I'll, I'll try to pull it up here and get get just his just overall be, completion The only percentage. reason I ask you that is because it just seems – like they're they're not very consistent and they seem to stumble often for sure and like and and, and they stumble because they're not right confident or the quarterbacks aren't confident so I don't know it's tricky I think they're competent I think maybe. they have like three or four really good receivers but they don't have like a dynamic receiver and that's one thing um, and I think that the play calling has been they're breaking in like 
two new coordinators essentially and those guys had some like sure. play calling influence last year but like for these guys to actually be the two dudes that are just calling the plays that's kind of a new thing and so you kind of see that as like from drive to drive the play calling kind of seems a little bit like up and down um and I, I, and I was gonna say like it, it almost seems muddy it almost seems like they they want to be two different types of offenses and right. they're trying to force both of them for sure, they they want to be a downhill running team, but at, at right. the same time, they also want to utilize their quarterbacks in uh, you know spreading people out, yeah, uh, and doing lots of 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 kind of West Coast stuff, right? And like McCarthy hasn't the mistakes he's making typically are like he's being a little bit too bold with like holding onto the ball and trying to extend the play, and he's pretty damn good at it. He's super fast. Yeah, he's very mobile. He's got really actually super underrated speed. He basically has like four three forty speed. Um, but I mean, he's completing almost 80% of his passes this year. He's got nine touchdowns. His first interception came against Indiana and it was kind of thrown into coverage, but it was tipped up and then someone grabbed it. So it wasn't just like a, a horrible throw that we, you know, was went straight to a guy or something like that. And so, um, he's really deadly, deadly with his legs too. And the other thing I will say about this Michigan team is that, you know, a lot of these players are still back from last year and there was a culture change over the like last year's team you could just tell there was a culture change in the players and i think that they're better in big game moments like i feel like like they show they're going to show up well in this penn state game versus maybe indiana like last week and they'll be focused obviously blake corum people are saying he's a heisman contender at this point his stats are outrageous i don't know if he's if he's going to win the heisman or if he'll even make that 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 top five but he's really good and if the offensive line can create space in the running game like that's what kills people when you're playing Michigan is because then all of a sudden it opens things up for J.J. McCarthy. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to give out Michigan minus seven. If it was below seven, I'd feel a lot better. Um, but it definitely makes me a little nervous because I think this Penn State team is underrated in that bye week. That bye week is huge. Yeah, that yeah. helps a lot. Um, so but right. I'll, I'll go Michigan minus seven. All right, there you go. Uh, we're going to move on to what is – the biggest game of the weekend by far, Alabama at Tennessee. Um, Alabama seven-point favorite going on the road at Tennessee. These are two teams that don't play in the regular season very often, right? Uh, uh, oh, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, we were talking about um, Alabama versus Georgia earlier. Uh, this is like a rivalry game, so they play every year. I don't know why I, I flipped that in my head. But typically – Third when Saturday you, in October. Yeah, and typically when you see SEC East and West teams, they don't play every, every year. Um, and I don't know why I fucked that up. But, Lucky for Tennessee. But, uh, yes, yeah. no shit, because they haven't yeah. won. They haven't beaten Alabama since 2006. I saw a tweet the other Ooh. day that said things that, that Tennessee players have – have never done after after a uh, a Tennessee win over Alabama, and it was like stream Netflix, um, <laughs> like o- order so an Uber, um, you know, like text on an iPhone, some shit like that. That's and so, great. Um, it's now been since 2006 was the last time. What about the Tennessee iPod? Won. When did the iPod come out? The, the I- iPod. The iPod. Yeah, the iPod. The iPod. <laughs> okay, Dad. <laughs> Jesus. The iPod. The iPhone. <laughs> we, um, we just teleported Walgie back from 2006. Uh, the iPod was definitely around back then ipod uh the ipod came out in like middle school for us <laughs> but, so yeah. that would have been like early 2000s so it's been around however okay. definitely no iphone or any of that shit and so the, the iPod. ipod i was i was more of a zoom guy <laughs> oh i got no. i got suckered into you were the that zoom. guy yep yeah, you were one of like 10 yeah i mean <laughs> it's been dominance all around for bama which frankly look most teams since you know around that time have not beaten alabama but tennessee's been in a bad spot and now for them to get Alabama here at home and to be, first of all, Alabama's wounded. It sounds like Bryce Young is probably going to play. Uh, that's the main reason why he didn't play last week. 
But is he going to be 100%? Probably not. And even though you can attribute the offensive struggles in that A&M game last week to like, hey, they didn't have Bryce Young, it is concerning to me that Texas A&M was able to score points and stay in that game against Alabama because A&M hasn't been able to score against anybody. And yeah. I know that you know the announcers were talking about it, of course, that Jimbo Fisher's familiarity with, with what Nick Saban wants to do helps him out in those situations. That's why he almost won that, that game. And by the way, I wasn't around last week, but holy fuck, that last play was so stupid. I'm sorry. Right. I had to say it. Horrible last fucking play from, from A&M. Um, but... You know, I, I to me like Tennessee is a legitimate top five, top ten offense in college football. They have players at every level. Hendon Hooker has been elite. They have a really good run game, and if their defense can make plays again, like they're just going to be in every game. I don't see Alabama or Tennessee getting blown out by anybody. Um, and sure. and they're going to be fired up at Nayland Stadium. That I mean, if you don't think that that place is just going to be absolutely wild. Uh, then, then I mean, it's just going to be crazy. And so, to me, the chance of Bryce Young maybe not playing, even though I don't think that's likely, it's something. Maybe he's not healthy. And this this Alabama team just feels different from what we're used to seeing. Especially for me, it's like at the wide receiver position. Seem vul- vulnerable. Yes. And, like, we're so used to seeing them with, like, three dynamic wide receivers yep. over the last, like, six years. And, like, they have good receivers. They're not bad there. But it's not what we're used to. It's not just, like, ridiculous loaded talent, like, where, where they have two first-round picks. And so, to me, like, there is something about it where they feel susceptible. It feels like, especially after having to go all four quarters against A&M last week in a really physical game, and they needed every minute of it at home. Um, I know that I think Tennessee will be the public pick here. This feels like a square pick, but I'm going to go with the Vols, uh, Vols plus seven at home here. Tyler? Oh, boy. Uh, so Never bet against Saban, am I, I right? I did not. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I didn't come into the podcast wanting to make this bet board, so I don't think I can. Oh, wow. Well, wow. it's, it's all about Sorry, the uncertainty. listeners. <laughs> it's all about the it's all about the uh, it's all about the uncertainty of I don't I mean we don't know if Bryce Young is going to play or not. And right. I mean the, it the, sounds like there are reports like Saban saying he's it, things look good for him playing. But again, you're right; it's not finalized. If he plays, I'll take this. Can we do like a contingency bet? If Bryce Young starts, yeah, seven, yeah. Yeah, because I think he's going to start. So, yes, if, if that's what you're willing no. to do, then I will well, take Vols. Hang on, hang and if on, he doesn't, on. then the bet is off. So, because, uh, I mean, I think they're going to shoot him up with some some horse tranquilizer yeah. and, yeah. Okay, but some you, secret you, juice what, from what Space you can't Jam. Do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you can't do is say, like, if he gets knocked out, the bet's off, because I'm baking that into the number. But, yeah, if Bryce, I think he's going to start. I think that this All is the indicators in the number, are that yeah. he is, because to be honest with you, if he wasn't, I don't think this line would be Bama minus seven. This line, yeah, yeah, really. See, I th- on the I, road I, at Tennessee, no I, way. I think, I think, regardless, Bryce Young starts or not, I, I think that it's still Bama. No, I just, I just don't think that this Bama team is any different. I mean, because of the the, the team surrounding him, Bryce Young right. is a phenomenal quarterback. Yes, absolutely. But I, I just like you were alluding to earlier. I just don't think this is the same Bama team that we've seen in the past. All right, so I'm gonna give my handicap, and then I don't know. I'll think. I'll, I'll let you know. He's contemplating. Uh, you mentioned it, Will. They never lost while while Sam was there. Uh, but not just that, they're killing them. They're winning by 26 points a game, yep. and they've covered 12 out of 15 games. Yikes. So, 
I think seven points is low, like given what we've seen from these teams before. And I know, again, Bama's down and Tennessee's improved, but I just, again, it's it's hard to, to come over the top that much. Uh, everything comes down to the Bryce Young injury. But in terms of on the field, I mean, both these teams, they're, they, they've been tough to trust. Bama is 97th in penalties. Tennessee's 121st <laughs> in penalties. And if there's, if there's one team that you think is going to turn it on suddenly, it's probably Bama. But then again, on the road, Neyland's going to be so loud. Like, I think home field is probably worth more this game than, than average because of, of that fact alone. So yep. um, that's not a good look for each team. And, you know, Tennessee isn't stopping anyone throwing the football. So whoever is playing quarterback for Alabama, if they can throw it, they're going to have success. They. Tennessee gave up 300 through the air to Jaden Daniels. <laughs> Jaden Daniels runs for 300. Yep. He doesn't throw for 300. They gave up Jalen Daniels. Uh, Jaden for uh, Arizona State. Oh, right. Uh, and then uh, they gave up 450 through the air to Anthony Richardson so from Florida. <laughs> Anthony, yeah, yeah. For like, and a guy who Anthony, can't throw. Anthony Richardson can't throw 450 on anyone, and Tennessee just let him go up and down the field. Now they True. get into shootouts, but. If Alabama could throw the football, it may be one of those days where they just find little ways that opens up the rush game. And when you open up the run game for Alabama, it's going to be a long day. So uh, Keaton Slovis, by the way, for Pitt, he had his second best QBR this season against Tennessee. And Pitt's played teams like Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Rhode Island. Right. So I'm just not sure about their their, their defense. They're 76th in pass defense efficiency. You know, they're 123rd out of 131 in the country, giving up passing yards. Yep. If you just look at, at passing yards. So the question to me comes down to, can Alabama throw the football? And if that's part of the handicap and the spread is seven, then if the answer is yes, they're obviously correlated, going to have an easier time covering that spread. Uh, you may ask, how is Alabama in uh, uh, protecting the quarterback? Top 25 in efficiency. You know, Tennessee's 65th in overall sack rate. 74th in passing down sack rate. So it's not like they can just get after the quarterback. And if Bryce Young does play and he can play well, I mean, I don't know. I, I lean Bamba for sure. Let me come back to that by the end of the show, okay? Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, and look, that's why the total is 65, right? That's a big total for uh, for an SEC matchup usually. And so I think that both teams are going to score here, but I'm willing to, to ride with the Vols uh, plus seven here because – I really think that this is going to be like the biggest game for for them this year, and, and you're going to see them kind of go all out. But we'll move but, on. But, but I, just, I just, I just, you know, I just wonder: can Heupel win this game? It's Heupel and Saban. Like that is such a big deal. You're Saban is going all out this week. You know, he's staying up. Like that means something. That to yeah. me actually does mean something. I know it's kind of hyperbole, but you're getting his best shot, and it may be with a healthier than not Bryce Young. I heard last week too that Bryce Young said he wanted to come into the end of the game. Yeah, I and mean, so, he probably I mean, could have played. I don't know. Uh, if Bryce Young starts, can we do that? Just starts. Yeah, that, that's the. If, it, if Bryce Young is the starter, there's it's a bet board. You got a bet board game, Will? There's steam coming out of Walgie's ears <laughs> right now. Bet board contingent. <laughs> yeah, got a bet board game on Bryce Young starting. Let's let's just mark it down. Um, perfect. I love it. Okay, uh, Oklahoma State at TCU, Big Twelve matchup. Um, these are right now, I believe the the two top ten, two top teams in the or no, Kansas State still is uh, as far as, as Big Twelve rankings go. So Kansas State's three and zero, Oklahoma State's two and zero, TCU is two and zero. But even still, this is going to be a huge game for Big Twelve championship implications. Um, and right now, you're looking at uh, TCU being a three and a half point home favorite here. 
to the Cowboys. Uh, TCU, of course, coming off that win against Kansas. Um, I think that this TCU team, look, I really like what Sonny Dykes is doing there. Um, to me, there's something about them that, that feels like they're bringing back what TCU was early on when Gary Patterson first had um, TCU in the Big 12. Where like they were like an offensive like firepower juggernaut. The defense is playing physical. They're scrappy. They're just a hard team to get out of. And for whatever reason, Gary Patterson kind of faded away from that, and the team kind of lost some of that that uh, that. What's the word I'm looking for here? That kind of um, juice, luster, pizzazz, prowess, prowess. I mean, none of those were the words, but yes, <laughs> yes, um, yeah. I mean, look, like <laughs> pizzazz wasn't the word. <laughs> Sonny Dykes is doing something right here, uh, and and TCU may be a monster in a couple of years. Honestly, they may be yeah. really good. He's like he's doing a fantastic job. He has connections in the state of Texas, and so I've I've been super impressed with them so far. And this Oklahoma State team is a team I can't figure out. I know they're undefeated. Um, I know that they continue to exceed expectations, including mine. And yet, still, there's something about them I don't trust. I can't help it. Um, Agreed. I, th- they're five and zero, oh, and I, f- I I don't trust Spencer Sanders to be like a game breaker. And maybe he doesn't need to be for them to win these games. They have a a good defense, a pretty solid running game. But for whatever reason, again, like they're just a team I don't like to trust. But that being said, three and a half points at TCU here where I feel like these are probably really even teams. Um, I don't know. I'm torn. And I, I, I may make my decision based off of what Tyler tells me, honestly. No, this is a total pass for me, actually. I don't like this at all. And if anything, I would lean TCU. And here's here's how, how I look at it. You know, when I'm up in the air for these kind of games, TCU, if you just look at it like on a graph, they started middle of the country average and they have just skyrocketed up, right? So their trend word is up, 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 up. And Oklahoma State, even though they're looked at right now in my rankings as being a couple points better than TCU, they've been stagnant all year. Yeah, they've st- stayed right steady, there. Steady Eddie. Steady Eddie all year. And so they've stayed right there around, you know, like 12 to 17. Bouncing around there in my rankings while TCU's going up. So, which team do you want to take? Just just based on that, I always want to take the team who's kind of hot, trending in that direction. Are For they sure. just going to flat out? Or are they going to keep going? I mean, TCU looks good right now. And I, I, I think a lot of people listening right now probably agree. I think this is kind of a public theme because a lot of TCU's games have been on more like of a national platform. I don't think a lot of people have watched Oklahoma State this year. They've been mm-hmm. tough to find. They haven't had a lot of those like big games. I know they played Baylor, but there were other games going on during that one. So right. I think TCU's publicly improved while Oklahoma State has privately kind of been stagnant. So I think TCU's a huge upgrade this, this year. And I just wonder about Oklahoma State's offense. Now, TCU does have holes. I'll get there in a second. FEI rankings, uh, TCU, <laughs> they're top 15. And like almost all those advanced metrics that I like to look at and mention on this show and like the FEI and Football Outsiders, they're, they're I mean, it's like 13, 12, 9, 7. It, they're exceeding expectation everywhere on offense. Yep. Uh, Oklahoma State seems to be more middle of the road. They sputter out. You know, they, they, they seem to just not have the creative place on third down. Are they saving that for the end of the year where Gundy's been known to do stuff like that? Potentially, but this is a huge game. So we may see that. I don't know if we if they're able to, though. Um, but that's why I kind of go back and forth, right? It's not like overwhelmingly TCU. I think Oklahoma State could have their success as well. Uh, Oklahoma State's offensive line, though, right? It's like TCU's great at all these, at all these uh, uh, defensive stats, uh, at least on the line. How how is Oklahoma State's offensive line eighty third in opportunity rate? So, I don't know. I just see Oklahoma State having too many holes. I think TCU is gonna be able to move the football, 
And let's get to that defense. I mentioned they have holes too. TCU's does. They gave up 560 last week to KU. Wow. To, to Kansas. I mean, yep. And I know Kansas is good, so it's I, not I, like I was going to say is that. But with a backup quarterback for most of the game. However, Bean looked good. The backup quarterback, Beans, but, um, but still, looked like, good. When, when TCU's talked about as being potentially the best team in the in the Big 12, you can't be doing that to Kansas, a team that still, in my opinion, is the middle of the Big 12. I know sure. they had that run. I know it was big. But How five, dare you? I mean, that, that's, a, that's a lot we of yards do that to be given up. So will they be able to stop rock, chuck, Oklahoma rock, State? Rock. That's, that's my question with them. <laughs> um, TCU, I mentioned this on the breakdown show. Uh, Max, uh, is it Dugan, Duggan? Duggan. Duggan. Although Dugan sounds kind of fun. I like Dugan. It is Duggan, but Max Dugan. I like Dugan better. Dugan. Yeah, but Max Duggan, uh, he looks really good. As a matter of fact, when I look at like my quarterback rankings, I, I, I'm not great at like, the NFL projections or anything like that, but he, it, whenever he goes, is he eligible this year? Or is it going to be? I feel like you know? he's been there like a billion years. I don't so know. He should be. I don't know what it. But it, the, the numbers look great, and then you watch him, and he looks comfortable. He's big. He's got that like good motion. It's like I, I wonder if he could be like a late round draft pick who excels greatly in the NFL. He seems like he's got the tools. To well, and he also does it with his legs too. That's, that's I, a I think very mobile. Thing. And very he's, mobile. he's putting up big numbers this year. Uh, he is a. Let's see here. This is his this is his fourth year, so he's he's definitely eligible. Well, I mean, if he does come out, look, he looks like, I like said, a I'm kicker. Not great his at picture that stuff, looks like a kicker. I'm just I, gonna say yeah. it. <laughs> he's number three this year in efficiency. I mean, he's wow. been super super careful and efficient with the football. He looks great. So uh, he could be the difference in this game. I think uh, defensive FEI. Both teams have been exposed. No one really stands out. Uh, Oklahoma State's been efficient this year, but they're giving up over 130 yards game more than they did last year. So you look at Oklahoma State last year, that great defense we're all talking about. And I even mentioned it earlier on a few pods this year, but it's like they're, they're they're letting a little bit more through. So I think overall, I would lean TCU here, but um, I mean, Oklahoma State has a, a tendency to show up in these games, you know? Yeah, and I mean, you look at like the track record again, um, only one win in, in Fort Worth for Oklahoma State since, you know, 2012, basically. Uh, so it hasn't been an easy place for them to travel to going down to Dallas. So Yeah, that's a big deal here too. That's why uh again, yeah. I agree. All right, well, I'll 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 go with you. I mean, I, again, I'm I'm going to you're leaning, but I'll give out the pick, so I'm going to go TCU minus 3 and a half. Um NC State going on the road at a Syracuse team. Is Syracuse undefeated? I think, I think they so, might be yeah. undefeated. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Um they're an undefeated oh, maybe they slipped up uh one will you look that up? Four I think they might be 4 right and now. 1. Um but either way, NC State a three and a half point dog going at Syracuse. This Syracuse team has just been super impressive. They're playing everybody really well. Um, yeah, and five and zero, oh? five and zero, oh, incredible. Yeah. And I think I'm, you're thinking of the Purdue game, which it was back and forth, and then what? they actually had twenty two twenty against Virginia too. But what, yeah, okay. what, what times kickoff uh, for this one? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, twelve thirty uh, Pacific. Twelve thirty Pacific. Yeah, should I give that one thirty our time? So three thirty Eastern. Yeah, yeah. Let's give out three thirty Eastern. I mean, yeah, a- afternoons in the Carrier Dome. Yeah, man. I mean, like the the That's dome rough. is real. That's a rough. That's well, a real a, home field advantage. It's, it's loud there. Um, it's obnoxious. I'm not the biggest fan of of Syracuse for whatever reason. It's not even like I have beef with them, but I don't know what it is. When I see them, I don't want to root for them, and I I, I can't. It's because I don't have a real mascot. And it's their just an field orange. looks weird. <laughs> it's an no, orange ball. No, it's not. It's that the field looks weird and the jerseys are weird. And for a long time, like. 
when Will watched a lot of football, they sucked. I think you just don't like... Uh, no, I, I, I root for the teams that sucked for a long time. That's why I'm loving Kansas and Coastal <laughs> Carolina. But, like, there's something... About, I, I don't know what it is. I've never been able to put my finger on it. You know, sometimes you just don't like things like Jamie Lee Curtis or whatever. Um, I don't, that's what, that's what <laughs> nice Syracuse is back, for me. Is Syri- Syracuse is the Jamie Lee Curtis of, of college athletics. Um, however, they've been super impressive, and this NC State team has been all over the map. They've had yeah. really good games. They've had really bad games games um to me they're underperforming based off of the team they were last year and how much they brought back i mean they brought back like everybody the quarterback the offensive line the defensive line like all the main the all the spots where you want to to bring guys back they brought that all back from a really good team and they've continued to kind of disappoint um i'm not willing to take nc state plus three and a half and if this was at nc state stadium and it was like a pick them i'd feel better but again like Syracuse, there's something. There is something about the Carrier Dome. It's it's a hard place to play. People do not go in there and just get wins easily. And again, like even though Syracuse is five and zero, oh, like how long is it going to be until they're a public team? Because I still don't feel like they're going to be a public team in this spot. So for that reason, I'm I'm going to take Syracuse minus three and a half. Yeah, these teams are dead even in my power ratings. They're 35th and 36th. Wow. Uh, the question is, I mean, how much is the Carrier Dome worth? Right. As Ryan, it's it's a common thing Ryan asks in Vegas. I mean, how much is the dome worth? And here, I mean, is it three and a half? Is it? Is it? Uh, <laughs> God damn it! Um, <laughs> um, uh, is it? Uh, okay. So, did I miss something? I think. Yeah. yeah I think you, you sure did. I think. I think that we can. <laughs> I think that we can get up above three and a half. You only honestly, ask it in Vegas because of the uh, X's and O's here. Or I mean. City. I think Sy- I think Syracuse can. I think Syracuse has the offense to to surprise NC State and and like Will mentioned, NC State's been all over the board this year. I can't trust them. And both yep. these offenses have been moving the football. Syracuse four forty one a game, uh, NC State three seventy one a game. But don't be fooled. I mean, honestly, a lot of people will talk about these offenses. But if you look at yards per play, Syracuse is seventy first in the country. NC State is 99th. So. It's not like they're just having their way, moving the football. They are putting up yards and scoring points, but it's not dominating offense. Uh, NC State's defensive line is actually really getting after it. They're third in the country in stuff rate. They're seventh in average down line yards. Mm. I mean, NC State's defense is 22nd in third down conversions. They get off the field. So NC State's is also a 30th in passing yards, giving up just under 200 yards a game through the air. And uh, that is against FBS schools. They contained, uh, talking about NC State, they contained uh, Donovan Smith, Texas Tech's quarterback, held him to 214 and two interceptions. They did contain DJ Uyunglele, uh 209 yards and one touchdown. And then last week against Florida State, they held Jordan Travis to 180 yards through the air. But, you know, Devin Leary himself has been really inconsistent. And in a couple of those games, what was it? Uh, I know he got his yards, Devin Leary, that is, against... Charleston Southern, UConn, yep. you know, late game. But against Tech and Florida State, each of those teams held them to under 130 yards. I mean, 130, that's low. And I'd say Syracuse's defense, especially pass defense, is right there as good as FSU and Tech. So I actually think Syracuse may have more success than you think, or than the average person may think, stopping uh, NC State's pass attack if... Uh, they want to air it out with Leary. So, you know, Syracuse is 44th in pass yards a game against, and their defense has excelled in passing situations. 12th in sack down, in, uh, excuse me, standard down sack rate, 21st in overall sack rate. But 
Syracuse does struggle to stop the rush between the tackles. 83rd in average line yards, 104th in opportunity rate. So if NC State's in obvious passing situations and Devin Leary's faced to throw, forced to throw the football, I think Syracuse can look good defensively, shut them down, get the football back, and then score. So, I mean, it, it, I think a lot of this comes down to can NC State run the football, convert early, get in, get in those third and shorts. I'm not so sure they can. So I'd probably actually lean Syracuse here. I don't love either way because NC State's defense does have really good stats. I mean, their D-line looks really, really good on paper with some of those advanced stats. So I'd lean Syracuse. It is in the dome, but NC State looks really good, and it's it's a pass for me. Okay, fair enough. I'm, I'm going to roll with the Qs, even though I don't like them. We're going we're gonna to go with them. Maybe this will be the turning point for me. Maybe this will be the, the time that well, I, I could throw them into a parlay, and all of a sudden I become a big Qs fan. You know, that's really all it takes. If we're being honest, is like just be a team that's reliable. So Jamie Lee Curtis has a chance, huh? Ja- uh, I don't know about that. She has a chance. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if that's totally true. Um, we move on to Mississippi State at Kentucky. Currently, the Bulldogs four point road favorite favorites here at Kentucky and Mississippi State. Since that slip up against LSU has just been dominant. They've been they've been destroying everyone they played. Um, and we know Kentucky obviously last week. They struggle because they don't have Will Levis. They lose to South Carolina outright. Um, and now Will Levis is coming back. Uh, you know, he just returned to practice. All, it's not 100%, but again, it's very similar to the Bryce Young situation. All signs are that he is he is going to play. But how healthy is he going to be? Uh, and to me, this is all about, again, Mike Leach's offense, the air raid, versus Mark Stoops. And you, you look at actually the history of this game, it's really interesting. The home team has won – the the this matchup dating back to 2015 and it's gone back and forth every time and most of the, most times the home team is winning by a lot so you look at the at the last five matchups in this game the home team tends to perform pretty well and so that's in- interesting for me here because again Mississippi State being a road favorite here this does feel like a bit of a trap game for Mississippi State who all of a sudden has all this momentum we know that that Mike Leach at his time there in Starkville it's been inconsistent. He hasn't had these a season yet where he's just gone on a tear and they've been the same team every week. To me, like you're always just kind of waiting for when is that one game going to show up, just like it did against LSU. I mean, if they play LSU again, I don't think that that's the same outcome. And and to me, Kentucky is primed to be a an under a, an underdog you want to pick right now because they're a four point home dog. They're getting Will Levis back. It, you know, we don't know how healthy he's going to be, but again, I think that Kentucky being at home here. Getting catching four points against a team that I think that if Will Levis is healthy, it's probably more uh, you know of a of an even matchup. Um, I, I I see no reason to bet against uh, or to bet with Mississippi State here because it feels like a trap. I think the public's going to be all over the Bulldogs, Tyler. Uh, I think I might be on the Bulldogs too. Interesting. Yeah, I just think that. So you're saying bet board because I'm on but, Kentucky. Yeah, I know. I think that this could potentially be one. I mean. I look at the matchup here, and I think that, I mean, last year when Mississippi State was struggling offensively, they won this game 31-17. Yep. I think Kentucky and and Stoops kind of struggle to cover this scheme, and I wonder how much of a home field advantage it's going to be. Uh, you mentioned that the last five games have been the home team. Yeah. And I understand that, but, I mean, Mississippi State does play pretty well away from home. I mean, yeah. and uh, look, everyone's going to bring up LSU. Everyone's going to bring up you know every loss they've had on the road, but in general – they don't underperform expectation on the road. So, uh, 
Kentucky's 77th in yards per play. Mississippi State's top 25 team. And this is why this 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 team is different, Will, is they're converting early. They're feeling comfortable going downfield. They don't. When we think Mike Leach offense, at least me, I think a lot of short passes, you know, third and one, and they, and they just use the pass game as a run game. Last couple of years, Mississippi State has been a top 30 team last three years in third downs per game. Okay, not third down percentage, not just how many third downs you do you have every game. So they're good on first and second down. Yeah, this year, well, they weren't. No, no, so so I should say bottom 25 if we're doing it that I way. I see, okay. Because it, it, it's top 25 in terms of how many. Right, so, so they're but, playing but, behind the downs. No, 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 what they're doing this year, scoring a lot, they're not even getting to third down. I see, okay. They're averaging 12.3 third downs a game. That's 110th out of 131. Wow. So, or you could just flip it, right? It, it's still a top 25 team. So yeah. they, they had not even experienced, because I was, I was looking at their third down conversions and they're like a 40th. Uh, like like in the, for percentage, and I was like, that's weird. They always seem to do well on third down. Like they're uh, they convert, and so I looked up how many do they even have. And it's like holy cow, they they they're not they're not even on the field for third down. Yep, it's long pass conversion, 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 and they're scoring points. So, I mean, I just wonder if Kentucky can stop this. And I think there's a reason why they're minus four on the road. I mean, that that's implying this is a substantially better team. That's also implying. I mean, are are, are you? What do you have? You heard about Will Levis's health? Is he a hundred percent? Is he? No, it's very similar to kind of like the Bryce Young situation, where it's like he's re- he has returned to practice. Obviously, he was in a walking boot last week, and all indications are that he is going to play. Um, I, I again, we don't know with with certainty, but I think at this point, it's probably a safe bet. Uh, it, it may not be quite as safe as you know. With obviously last week, they think Bryce Young probably could have played if they needed him to. Okay, um, but. I think that that all signs, everything I'm reading is that all signs are pointing to Will Levis is going to play against Mississippi State. And how much does he? He doesn't run the football much at all. Uh, no, well, it's not a bunch of design runs, but he is he's kind of an underrated mobile guy for breaking the pocket. He's kind of similar to Josh Allen, and like he's really big, and it doesn't look like he's going fast, but he's taking these long strides. That's who people compare him to. So hard to bring him down. And yeah, I mean, he's a huge dude, and so he he's pretty good with extending plays with his legs. But no, they're not doing a ton of designed runs like you would see with a Josh Allen or other quarterbacks. Uh, let's uh, let's circle back around to that one. Oh, interesting. Again, Tyler, Tyler not quite ready to make it a bet board game. I want, I want to get some more information here. Okay, well, we got the uh, the last game on our list here. It's the big, uh, the the biggest game of the of the Pac-12 potentially of this season. Honestly, this game is going to potentially decide a lot for. Uh, who wins the Pac-12, if the Pac-12 ends up with a team in the playoff, uh, all of that. And so we've got USC going on the road at Utah. Currently, Utah, a three-and-a-half-point home favorite here, which is very interesting because, as we know, USC is undefeated, and Utah, a little disappointing, four and two. And you look at their schedule, you know, obviously they lost that, that Florida game week one. They just lost at UCLA uh, to, a, to a tough UCLA team, an, an underrated UCLA team for that matter. Um, and Utah kind of... You know, slipping away from from what everyone expected them to be this year. I still think they're a very good team, but for them to be look, we know that Salt Lake City is a really hard place to play. The altitude is real. Uh, it's a loud stadium. It's not that large, but it's loud. They have really good fans. And USC, um, th- that's a tough place to play. I mean, if you look at at their schedule, uh, it, they haven't had a ton of wins there, right? Um, but recently, that they won one in twenty twenty. But before that, you know, Salt Lake City has typically been a win for Utah. And so I'm kind of torn because 
The Utah defense isn't as good as what I think we're used to seeing under Kyle Whittingham. It's still a good defense, but it's not nearly as just like rock solid physical. Their defensive line play is normally like some of the best in the country, and they're not giving up big plays. And this year we've seen a little bit of that. And even though I think that Cam Rising is a, is like a really good quarterback and the Utah offense has been more impressive than in past years, like they're, they've kind of lost something on defense. And then you look at USC, like with Lincoln Riley, I mean, this looks like it's already looking like what Oklahoma was, you know, in recent years under under Lincoln Riley, which is just like he's really good at dialing up plays to create space. Caleb Williams is getting better and better at throwing the ball, which makes him super dangerous because we already know he's super good with his legs. But kind of his weak point that first year at Oklahoma was 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 actually being able to throw the ball accurately downfield and, and make plays from the pocket. And he's getting better and better at that. The main question mark is is USC's defense. It hasn't really been that good, but they're still finding ways to win games here. And again, um, with this being probably the biggest game of their season, at least as of now, uh, I expect Lincoln Riley to have them ready. And, you know, here's the other thing. Well, it's going back and forth, I feel like. No, I'm really not. Like, the other thing is that even though um, Utah has done very well against USC at home in recent history, that's always been where USC hasn't had an elite coach. And now they finally have an elite. For the first time since Pete Carroll, they have an elite coach. Uh, that's what Lincoln Riley is. And this USC roster is not an an elite or a playoff roster. But Link with Lincoln Riley, he's making that team better and better, especially on offense. And I like USC plus three and a half here. Um, I think that even though you know I, I don't love betting against Utah at home. To me, this USC team is just way too talented. Caleb Williams is too good of a player, and I think that Lincoln Riley is going to have them prepared, and it's not the home field advantage is going to be negated a bit by Lincoln Riley's coaching ability. I agree. I'm on uh, USC as well. Uh, USC's defense, when we, when we talked about them to start the season, we said they were like a false defense, right? They had all those turnovers. Are they really this good? And the answer was no, they weren't. Right. But what's happened is they've gotten better as they've – Kept winning. And I don't yeah. know, I, like I said on last week's show, I don't want to call it luck or whatever you want to say, but they are... They're doing something right. They have no losses. And yeah. the defense has gotten better to the point where it's like, okay, they may have a decent defense now. They keep it going. By the time they meet up with UCLA, they may have a good enough defense to the point where they may not get embarrassed if they do make the playoffs. So right. Yeah, I, I would say USC out of any team in the nation right now is classic complimentary football, for sure. Yeah, they're playing very... Look, it, I know everyone had their questions, at least behind the scenes with the Sharps, because they weren't doing it the right way defensively, but they actually have been lately. But I want to talk about their offensive line, because if you look at USC's offense, we know the speed they have on the outside, all these transfers they got, we know about Caleb Williams and what Lincoln Riley can do. With the offensive line, it is silly how dominant they've been this year. And these are football outsider stats. A lot of these are uh, adjusted stats, right? Some are, some aren't. But a lot of these are adjusted for opponent. USC's O-line is third in average line yards, second in standard down line yards, first, first in the country in opportunity rate, first in the country in stuff rate, number one in opportunity rate and stuff rate. I mean, they do give up sacks a little more than average, but that's about it. I mean, wow, when you look at their offensive line. So I compare that to, okay, well, how has Utah's defense been looking, especially on the line? They're 72nd in the country in rushing yards against per game. This is yep. not the classic Utah team yep. we're used to seeing. So I think it's going to be a matchup nightmare. I think USC could push them around. I mean, hell, we saw Utah get pushed around in the two biggest games of the year so far. So 
Uh, I don't trust Utah's D-line at all. They're average in most of those categories. And uh, I think USC, who, by the way, has the second-best drive efficiency, third-best touchdown value rate. I'll take USC uh, plus three and a half. I'm getting some points here. I like that. Yeah, for sure. And like you look at um, last week where UCLA just tore up the Utah defense, right? Um, to me, the the roster makeup um, and some of those play style from UCLA is similar to USC. I mean, sure. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, a super mobile quarterback. Can, who can, has can we throw him in a dark horse Heisman? Heisman? Yes. I mean, seriously. He's been, I think so. He's improved his passing game, especially this year. Like, Dorian right. Thompson-Robinson is underrated as far as view, how he's viewed nationally. So, yeah, good call. I mean, at this point, I mean, kind of kind of reminds me of a smaller um, – I guess athleticism is kind of the same, but kind of reminds me of Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, like uh, he, I mean, he's he's super athletic. He's freaky athletic, and if he continues to progress, I mean, again, we're talking about this USC Utah game as being the most impactful for the Pac-12. It very well may be the battle for Los Angeles, yeah. which unfortunately will be two teams in Los Angeles, and I'll be surprised if they sell out the stadium, which is fucking <laughs> pathetic. Um, and so, I, to me, like, but just seeing how UCLA could tear up. Um, could tear up the 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 Utah defense, and granted that's Utah on the road, it's not quite the same thing. Maybe this is a bounce back moment for Utah. I just think that you look at again a mobile quarterback, yep. a super talented offense yep. at all. You have Jordan Addison. You have I mean you have so much talent on offense that I don't know that uh, that Utah is going to be able that Utah's defense is going to be able to keep them off the board. And then at that point, the question really comes down to can Utah you do, know do they have the firepower? To, to win by four, right? It's crazy that they're favored in this point. And that, I guess that worries me a little bit, but we're both on USC plus three and a half. All right. Yes, we are. Do you um, want to jump back to Kentucky, Mississippi State? Are you willing to make this a bet board? Let's make it a bet board. He's Mississippi taking State. The Bulldogs. Four. Yes. The Mike Leach fan club. Just so back. you know, I have Michigan State in my rankings, the, the eighth best Miss, team in the country. Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Thank you very much. Uh, if you had Michigan State as the eighth best team in the country, <laughs> I'd be concerned. I have uh, Mississippi State as the eighth best team in the Might country. Might lose some so. listeners. Uh, are, are we going to do our uh, Knights of the Square table? Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so what you're giving a money line dog, and we got to get, first of all, what are Smitty's picks? Oh, Smitty's picks, yes. Uh, yeah, so I'm pretty much on board with you guys. Um, I'm going to go uh, – this one actually might be different from you guys, but I went uh, Penn State plus the seven. That is different from us. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in. I don't in. think it's a bad pick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to go uh, Tennessee plus the seven. Love it. He's, a, he's Riding with Will. Likes the points. And I'm going to go with uh, the Cuse. Minus, minus three and a half. Minus three and a half. And right, I, will throw, I, I, I will throw SC in there. I think SC is going to win uh, uh, just outright. And, um, yeah. Also, uh, another thing I want to bring up, uh, Hennon Hooker, I think he's also a dark horse uh, Heisman as well. Oh, he's already in, like, the top five. He's not oh, a dark he? horse anymore. I mean, he, he's been incredible. Yeah. Um, but I think he's right now fourth in in odds for, for the Heisman uh, or something like that. He's in the top five for sure. Okay. And he's been incredible. Um, so Tyler's money line dog pick. Uh, I'm sure that USC is going to get thrown in for this one, right? Knights of the square table. Knights of the square That's what table. This is, where, where we get our picks in. Yeah, we got a. You know what I want to get for the sound we can play before this is you know on Zoolander where uh uh who is uh but uh it's uh he he plays George's dad on Seinfeld. Who am I thinking? Jerry Stiller. Jerry Stiller. Yes, Jerry Stiller. Mm-hmm. It's where he goes. R.I.P. You remember? Have you ever? Remember that? No? I mean, I've seen there's the movie, a, but I don't remember that. There's a time that. where he does it on Zoolander. I want to get that. Interesting. You, you, you know what I want to play? What's that? 
from uh, Monty Python, just have just coconuts clicking together. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> nice and square table. That'd be good. That did, That'd be we good. absolutely need to make that a sound. Uh, Great I idea. Like All right. Uh, so nice and square table. All right. This one. Now I'm telling you, be easy. Be careful. Don't put, just put a little bit on it. Put like half the pizza money on it, okay? Because this one pays 50 to 1, so it's a long shot. Don't put all the pizza money on it. Yeah, let, right. let, let, let's make it come yeah. through big We're time. We're trying to retire yeah, over yeah, here, yeah, bro. Dude. So this pays 50 to 1. All three have to hit. My three te- Every week, I give a three-team money line parlay. It's the money line, not the spread. Yep. Okay, so USC, obviously, plus 145. Yep. We're going to go Kansas against Oklahoma. We're taking KU money line. What's wow. the what's the spread on that game? Uh, spread I think is around fourteen. I believe fourteen. Here, let me let me check real quick. Oklahoma's now. favored by fourteen against someone <laughs> in the fucking Big Twelve. Let's see here. That I mean, I'd be shocked if that was the line. It's got to be in Norman, right? It's nine. Sorry, nine. So can't. But either Oklahoma way, Oklahoma minus nine in it, Norman at yes. home. Yes. Wow. So I got Kansas plus two sixty. Okay. So uh, USC, Kansas, and then my third team. Is this a homer pick? You bet your ass it's a homer pick. But if there's one game... The Beefaloes? That the Buffaloes are going to win this year, it's this new game with their head coach, Mike Sanford. Okay? Let's go. With the interim. He's going to mix things up. There's going to be all kinds of wrinkles. Cal doesn't really... Let's go, boss. ...is ready for... Look, Cal is still a good team, but they're the worst team left on CU's schedule. And CU does have the players to put some to get, put together some kind of upset. They're plus 500. Mm. Okay, so... Plus 500. They're 14 and a half point dogs at oh, home. Wait, I'm sorry. Who are they playing again? Cal. Cal. The yeah. Bears. Yeah. So plus 500 for the for uh, the Colorado money. I line. love it. Let's go. Yeah. You put together USC plus 145, Kansas plus 260, Colorado plus 500, 50 to 1, Will. There you go. 50 to 1. 50 to 1. I mean, that is big time. Uh, you were, I'm trying to look here because. Um, Yes. What, what are you I'm looking, looking at up, last week's money line dog, and that one I think you went two and one last week. But you were, uh, but um, I, I I was trying to make sure that you didn't win it, or, or that we didn't miss a, a win that you had last week. Sorry. Um, I don't think so. My knights of the square table. Yes. Uh, my four here. I'm gonna go TCU minus three and a half. Okay. Syracuse minus three and a half. Okay. USC plus three and a half. And since you just mentioned it, I'm throwing in Kansas plus nine. Let's fucking <laughs> rock chalk, baby. Let's go. Those, that's it's my four. Okay, so, um, I love that. I'll, of course, uh, we're going to do the, the Sunday show. I'll be back for that one. Smitty will be around for it's that about one. Time. It was lonely. It was lonely without you guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we left you hanging. Uh, follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore pod. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, we're gonna, that's where we post all of our picks on social media. And Call don't drink tailgate. spectacular uh, ginger ale. Yeah. And sh- uh, shout out in Indianapolis. Uh, we'll, we'll see you guys next week. Have fun.